to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. We're late. Yes. We're like half a week late recording this podcast. I think that's a little extreme. Normally we record on Wednesday and it's Saturday. Yeah, I think that's it's all up to interpretation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is the Dirty Old Man. Oh, no. Oh, no. It is red chili-infused Aperol, agave nectar, lime juice, pineapple juice, Peychaud's bitters, tequila with a little illegal mezcal floater. Oh, not that bad. sounds real delish. That sounds pretty good. Is agave nectar the stuff that's like honey? Yeah. It's like in a little squeezy plastic bottle? In the one, Like the one in the kitchen right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Except it's not made by bees. It's made by plants. Oh, it doesn't have to go through a bee first. It just gets squeezed out of the agave. That's my understanding. Well, that makes a lot more sense then. Yeah. Well, there you go. The drink sounds good, but I am stone cold sober since it's daytime here. We are recording at 2 p.m. Yeah. 2.30 p.m. Yep. All right. Are you ready for administrative corner? I love administrative corner. Bink, uh, Vink plushies are complete. It's closed. Sold out, it says on the website. Yep. You sold you, which is a little inaccurate. <laughs> you put in orders for like 140 or something yeah. from friends of the squad donated to. Oh, we got to email those people that we sent them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you should give me that list. Yep. <laughs> if you got a Vink plushie, you don't know it yet, except like a couple people DM. It's a me. surprise. I I will email you this week. And it's a surprise. Yep. It's like Christmas, but in whatever month we are. End in. of July is when oh. you would get it. Oh. So, I'll email you if you got one. Man, I love administrative corner. <laughs> I learn so much. Uh, item number two. Our friends at Key West First Legal Rum are in the USA Today, <laughs> USA Today contest for uh, best craft rum distillery. That wasn't an audio problem. That was just you being insecure. <laughs> Making sure it was USA Today. <laughs> uh, they're in second place to this like distillery in wisconsin what no i don't know why they're losing that's moonshine there could be suspicious activity going on but anyway those chinese robots (laughs) go to (laughs) votekeywest.com and it will direct you to the usa today page you don't have to register you don't have to give an email no facebook like you just click the vote button and you can vote once a day that's not the cops aren't behind this one so votekeywest.com vote for our our friends who have been responsible for the rum and a lot of cocktails of the week. Yes. And caused us much joy. Okay. So last item number three, uh, last week you explained what a newsletter was to everybody. I mean, I didn't mean to do it that I just didn't think you were clear in your reference, but go ahead. And I was like, I'll take the abuse. If Ingo's description of what a newsletter is, was helpful. (laughs) Please DM me. Like four people DM'd me and they're like, that was really helpful. Some other people were like, LOL, a GR dad explaining <laughs> what a newsletter is. <laughs> well, it seems like everyone had fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nobody got hurt, so it's okay. No, that that's correct. So, uh, okay. Item number four. 
on administration. This planner. is the best this, day. This is the last this one. This is item. the high. I'm I'm leaving after this because it cannot get any better. Our, Four items. I oh. believe it was friend of the squad, so. Nacho Helmet, who's like, I want a podcast that's just administrative corner. And I was like, <laughs> we almost could do that this week. Ah, oh, so good. It's a dream. The dream. <laughs> All right, friend of the squad, Terry, sent me this extremely fascinating article about the origin of the butterboard. Recall the butter oh, board, yeah. the, a bunch of butter smeared on a board that yeah. you like dip your bread in that made you make this gusty sounds. Like it, like we deconstructed bread mm-hmm. yeah, or a toast. So this is from Dairy Foods Magazine, which is an industry <coughs> magazine That's for the dairy industry. Yeah. It includes cheese, but not eggs. There are <laughs> magazines for every every single industry you can think of. And I know this because... I'm in a lot of them because I'll go like speak at their conference or like we'd like our members to like learn about data and just like a fun session. And then they're like, could we put a profile of you in Dairy Foods Magazine? And I'm like, sure. I haven't actually been in Dairy Foods Magazine, but there's a (laughs) lot of other ones where I'm like, there's a magazine for this. But it's like the association has a magazine for their members. That's crazy. That'd be like some psychology magazine or something. That's nuts. Who has something that, you mean that like obscure? psychology today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been in that one. too. I mean, that would be the name that I made up for it. Yeah. yeah, they didn't profile me, though. I wrote an article for them. You wrote several articles for them. You had a column for a while. I have a blog for them, but I had one in the print magazine. Ooh. Like I got paid to write it like a proper. Yeah, I remember. Magazine writer. All right. So, oh, hops. I will not have that squeaky sound. <laughs> All right, Dairy Foods Magazine. The title of this article is Butterboard, a Viral Sensation. Okay, this is fascinating. This isn't just about butterboards, no. Okay, Dairy Management Inc., also known as DMI. Okay. Assembled a dairy dream team. Not by me, it's not known as DMI. (laughs) Consisting of... Dairy dream? Dairy dream team. Chefs, recipe developers, foodies, gamers, and lifestyle influencers who have a combined 25 million social media followers. Just stop rolling your eyes and just let me read the story. It hurts. Just pay attention. I think you're focusing too much on your disdain and you're going to miss the important nuggets that I'm going to start throwing at you. Oh, if you're physically throwing nuggets at me, I'm kind of used to that. That's like every other day. So the Dairy Dream team was joined by another 100-plus influencers who work with state and regional checkoff teams and are tasked with presenting unique recipes in ways dairy can be enjoyed by consumers, particularly Gen Z, ages 9 to 24. Okay. Get the kids hooked on dairy. The late... That's that's their thing. Make make people want to eat dairy and tell them new things. I, I will not have your freak out. I am talking about butter. <laughs> Okay, so they got this dream team, and then they get 100 additional dairy influencers, and the latest result has put butter on the lips of people across the country. A TikTok video featuring steps to create a butter board has generated millions of views and coverage from some of the country's largest news and entertainment outlets, including GMA, New York Times, CNN, Bon Appetit. The Butterford butter Butterboard video produced by Dream Team member Justine Dorian features multiple sticks of butter mixed with other stuff. We know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, so this inspired people. And now the hashtag Butterboard has appeared on more than 5,000 posts. So it was the dairy industry's 
team of influencers that created the butterboard idea specifically so it would go viral on social media and make people want to make butterboard. So it's not like, oh, some like boring ass like cooker blogger, kitchen blogger was like, I'm going to smear some butter on this. It was the industry who was like, what can we do that's going to like make all the Pinterest moms be like, I have a creative idea for my next part. We're going to smear this butter on a board and put some flowers on it. And people are like, yes, this is what I need for my Insta butterboards. So they won. They totally created. I'm going to make a whole module in my class on becoming an influencer about this project where it's like you find butterboards all over the heckin' place on like mom style Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok. And it actually is like created by the industry with their dairy dream team that is supposed to be an influencer and it absolutely worked. There you go. What do you have to say about that? Did you throw any nuggets? I mean, I thought, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, got, I think I got all the information. Nugget. I'm, I'll, if you do the social media, I'll do the anti if you want. <laughs> this, this last line says, O'Brien, uh, DMI, which you know is the Dairy Management, Dairy Management Industry. Industry. DMI CEO and President Barb O'Brien says, uh, check the checkoffs, which is those hundred influencers. I don't know why they're called checkoffs. The checkoffs commitment to whole fat dairy foods research has partly helped change perceptions. <laughs> I have a commitment to whole fat dairy foods research and go, I like to eat some. Well, you butter. do now because of, you know, <laughs> you've been brainwashed by big butter. This is a lightning strike moment. That is the culmination of years of investment in science that not only science is considered by health professionals and thought leaders, but influences consumers purchase decisions. You're eating butter off the ground and that's supposed to be some kind of science thing. She pointed to other successes resulting from this research, such as the checkoff Ugh. working with McDonald's to switch from margarine to butter across its chain in 2015. This is the shit you think about when you're deep inside. Like, how do we get them to use butter instead of margarine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't make me want to use a butter board more. Let's put it that way. If it were like some forgotten recipe from some you know someone's grandmother from the old country i would feel a lot more positive about it than we threw you know a million monkeys in front of a million typewriters and came up with this like now see so you're something. not being fair like this is like you can hate the butterboard i support I don't that like the butterboard but this is brilliant uh, social media marketing it's not a million monkeys it is people who thought very carefully about how social media works and did a good job coming up with a thing that was going to go viral that's such a weird yeah i don't know I in guess. addition i guess dmi used its partnership with dorian and other influencers to engage the american butter institute wait that's not the same thing no no <laughs> oh my god the american big butter, butter is different than big dairy american <laughs> butter institute no it's it's just a different organization than these other ones Ugh. but the american butter institute also partners with the checkoff which i don't know why that's what the hundred influencers are called if you know please dm me in a contest seeking hacks and then it defines hacks as tips or tricks yeah <laughs> thanks i'm thanks, rolling again Darian's the eyes Dairy are rolling Foods again <laughs> they were seeking mm. hacks that people use to help spread butter on board <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Soon, butter will be on everyone's lips, smearing it around, <sighs> making big greasy stains on things. 
All right. Well, you were not as impressed as that as I Look, was. I thought you would be. I am impressed. It got me talking about it. But it, you, it's n- all publicity is good publicity, right? Because I'm not a fan of the butter board, but I'm still talking about it. They want people to buy butter, and people are buying them to make those boards. So, you're not the target audience. This is like the those incredible edible egg campaigns where it's like. We just got to remind people that there are eggs and you can eat them. And it works. And then people buy more eggs. Hey, so. People forgot about butter. We're going to smear it on a piece of wood. It's easy to mock this stuff, except it works. Like you can be <sighs> like, oh, eggs, they're edible. Except like people buy more eggs after the incredible edible egg campaign. So I know it. I, I, I guess I shouldn't be. It's not the campaign I should be mocking. It's like, why do why you should do not need- mock anybody? Well, that's you're nicer than I am. That's clearly. Isn't it fun to say incredible edible egg? Say it. Incredible the edible incredible egg. edible egg was a. I mean, it's I, very it's fun stuck to in say. my head. What thirty years later? So I'm, you know, it was an amazing campaign by. I was just asking about. Is it fun to say? It is fun to say. It's all. It's it's incredible stuck in my egg. head also. Yeah. Incredible edible egg. All right, yeah. we're moving on. No more marketing talk. Dog updates. I'm still not making a butterboard. <laughs> But I will also continue to eat butter. I'm not anti-butter. I like butter. I just don't. I said we're moving on. I, d- you know, <laughs> I'm dragging. I'm dragging my heels. I'm still sniffing at this bush over here. Hang yeah. on. Hang nope. on. No, I'm yanking on the leash. Keep <laughs> moving. All right. Okay. Dog okay. updates. All right. Since our last podcast, we drove from Florida to Maryland, where we are right now. We did. We headed north. It was a long trip. But it was not the worst trip we've ever taken no, in, the was, R- in the GRV. It was just normal painful and not excruciating painful. Yeah. It was a... What did we get in? 3? 3.15 in yeah, the morning. Was, we left uh, at 6.30 from Key West and or Sugarloaf Key. And we got into Maryland at 3.15 in the morning. Yep. And there were no notable delays, but also no shortcuts. No, <laughs> we didn't find any shortcuts. Fun. Someday we'll be really super rich and we'll fly private. Yes. And then we'll just, oh, we want to go here? Just like call up a jet, load the dogs in, and then whoop, show up here. Maybe we'll be less rich and just like we can charter a bus just mm. for us and the dogs. I like mean, with a driver. We, we really, if we have a driver, that would two take drivers. a lot of the fan. Well, you know, hire two drivers. <laughs> Still cheaper than <laughs> two pilots. <laughs> okay. Um that's it. There's no dog updates. They all did a good job in the car. They're all happy to be here. They can hippity hop in the house and out of the house. Oh, I guess Hopper had her birthday. That's a dog update. That's Hopper a great dog update. Hopper turned 10 Cinco yesterday. Cinco de Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Except it's not Cinco. She's <laughs> she's 10. Yep. Well, you know. <laughs> good job, Hops. She yeah, seemed she pretty pleased, although, you know, she's had so many, as somebody, like, what is it golden ratio on this day or on this day golden ratio had like a super cut of all her birthdays <laughs> she's had a lot of waffles in her day yeah <laughs> she got a good one last night it came a little late yeah. but she still got it it's uh one of the benefits of having all the dogs in maryland on ground level is that the broken elevator in florida isn't messing with us correct that will and mess with us next a week from today it doesn't it, it Hops doesn't have to be carried up and down stairs all the time. Really, Hops benefits. Everyone is enjoying the luscious grasses here. Yeah, they're (laughs) delish, apparently. And the interesting smells. And I got to say, the birds are loud here in the mornings. Yeah. 
I'm waking up from birds. You can, I mean, you can probably hear them in the background of the pod. Yes, this is yeah. real bird noises, not piped in, you know, by special effects. Also real lawn trimmer noises. Real lawn Just trimmer and leaf blower. It's quite suburban out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, time for ramblings. Ooh. I just have one. So last year, my therapist emailed me and he's like, <laughs> you have to listen to this podcast. I know you will love it. I have never been so confident of anything in my life. <laughs> and I was like, okay, therapist Dave. And uh, the podcast was normal gossip. And I was like, you are a hundred percent right. I love this podcast. So normal gossip has just come back for whatever its current season is. And uh, there's an episode. The title is I love all corgis. It is perhaps the greatest piece of podcast listening I have ever heard. So the premise of Normal Gossip is just like they started in in kind of the middle, early mid pandemic. And they're like, you don't get to gossip with your friends anymore because we're all sort of in lockdown. So we're just going to give you these gossipy stories. And they're all very low stakes. Like this woman said she ran a marathon, but actually she didn't run the marathon. But she tells everybody she ran the marathon. But for an hour, you get like the whole lead up. It's almost like the questions that come into advice columnists. But there's nobody asking questions. Yeah. It's just telling you this story. The scenario. Yeah. And so it's like, they're real stories. They say a friend of a friend told us this story. And then they sort of anonymize them. Um, so you don't really know what city it's in. And maybe they'll change it. Like if people are, um, you know, bocce ball team drama, then it becomes like volleyball team drama. So you can't, you'll never figure out who the people are. But it's all stuff like that. Like who's sleeping with who on the volleyball team or uh, there was some drama in the crochet group where someone was selling something on Etsy and like lied about where the yarn was sourced from. Or the marathon lady. Marathon lady. So this story, um, I love all Corgis. I don't want to ruin any of it. I just want you to go all find oh. normal gossip and listen to it. It's from a few it, weeks it ago. It involves dogs. It's about dogs but and Facebook groups. Humans. So f human drama on a Facebook group with also offline activity about dogs. It is hilarious. Also, the guest that they have on, who's a professor at the University of Chicago, I want to be friends with her. Like, she talks like me. <laughs> like, like they normally have guests on, and they're all like very funny. But a lot of them are like journalists or comedians or whatever. And uh, and this woman got on and in the they always open this question like what's your relationship to gossip and and people you know are like well you know i think like sometimes gossip's really important because it like <laughs> yeah. helps you tell you know important information about like people who are like maybe predators or stuff to work out for and this woman just gives this like very academic response it's like i would like to disagree wholeheartedly with this thing that people say because you are stigmatizing appropriate information sharing when you call that kind of thing gossip like that's not what it is if it's gossip, it must be precisely defined as this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, it's another academic. Like, they talk <laughs> just like I talk. Uh, but she's also hilarious and, like, has such good reactions. There's a PowerPoint in here that got posted on the Facebook group about dogs. And she literally, like, screams into the microphone laughing <laughs> at it. You guys, it will bring you so much joy for an hour of your life. Yep. I finished listening to it, and I texted Dango, and I'm like, you need to right now listen to this podcast. And you did. It's good. Nothing really bad happens. Never in any of these. No animals are ever hurt. Right. Nothing terrible ever happens. It's like HOA drama kind of stuff. Yeah. It's low stakes, yeah. high drama. Yeah, that's right. Great stuff. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen. Um, so it's really good. It's nice, soothing, funny. Uh, yep. Yep. 
So yep. there's my recommendation. It's, a, it's like if there's a light and a dark, the light is normal gossip and the dark is murders, my favorite murders <laughs> at the spectrum. Okay. It, that's FedEx okay. out there. There's a truck in front of our house. It's FedEx. All right. It's time for Taste of the Keys. Okay. Uh, Jared, Dad, you're responsible for this one. I mean, just for telling me about it, not for doing it. Thank you. Which is that <laughs> Sugarloaf School. So there, it, this is the school on Sugarloaf Key. I want to just pause before I go with Taste of the Keys and tell you guys how many schools there are in the Keys, which is like not heckin' many. There's a high school in Key West, mm-hmm. which is mile marker zero. The next high school is in Marathon, which is like mile marker 50. Yep. You go to one or the other. Everybody in our Key goes there. There's an elementary school in Key West, and then there's an elementary school, Sugarloaf School, on our island, and I think there's maybe one in Big Pine, but it's like very far away. There's not a lot of kids in the Keys because it's a lot of older people who live there, so there's not a lot of schools in the Keys, but Sugarloaf School is on Upper Sugarloaf Key, like the other half of our island, Um, and it's like a elementary and middle school, and they just added a new addition, apparently. Uh, also a hurricane shelter. Yep. It's a cool, cool looking campus. Yeah. They're all fortress looking. So they withstand yeah. a hurricane. Fewer windows than the average Yes, made school. out of concrete. Yeah. Um, so Sugarloaf School, um, I believe their mascot is the shark, the Sugarloaf Sharks. I believe that's correct. There's a big s- silver sculpture of a shark in front of the school. Uh, somewhere, if you dig back in Jen Runs with Dogs, there's a picture of me and Guac in front of it. <laughs> um so they had the ribbon cutting for the new uh addition new wing of the school on yesterday and they broke the guinness book of world records record for the most number of people dancing at one time to the song baby shark (laughs) that seems interesting that's verified and everything yes it was in the news. No, they had m- more people have ever sat, danced to the baby shark. There's 600 kids at the school, pre-K through eighth grade. So let's say 10 grades. So there's like 60 students per grade level. Uh-huh. So kind of two classes, I guess. Okay. Um, 600 kids, but there were 800 people there. So, like we could have gone if we wanted to. The sheriff and the Key yeah, West sheriff's chief was of there. police yep. was there. So they all did baby shark. Now. I do want to say that I was looking for a video. <laughs> Look, excuse me. I was looking for a video of this yesterday because I, I saw the news that they set the record. And I was like, I want to see 800 people singing Baby yeah, Shark. Yeah. And what I got was instead a video of the Nationals playoff run from a few years ago where Baby Shark kind of became the theme song for the Nationals. Yep. Uh, one of the guys when, and I'm sorry, you guys, I'm not a giant nationals fan. Like I was cheering for him, but that's it. So one of the guys on the nets, like they all get to pick their walk up music and he let his kid pick and his kid picked baby shark. (laughs) So his walk up music was baby shark and, and he was on a tear. And so, uh, everybody was like, we're full in on baby shark doing the baby shark dance in the stands throughout the entire, they won the world series that year throughout the entire playoffs. It was like the rally song for the Nats was Baby Shark. Yeah. And there is a video of the entire Nats park 
doing the baby shark dance. So I think they must not have like pre-registered with the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you think they were dancing or singing? I mean, they did the little, everybody Uh, doing the little shark hands. That's right. Mommy shark, daddy and grandpa shark and the big yeah yeah big yeah. shark everybody <laughs> did it everybody did the little fingers See i that? mean and that's like forty thousand people so i don't know man i guess you gotta tell guinness you're gonna do the thing and i guess not necessarily everybody in the park was participating yeah it w- they couldn't verify everyone but there have definitely been more than 800 kids doing baby shark but this is apparently a thing like there's a bunch of all over the world schools attempting to break the baby shark oh, world really? record yes there's like there was stuff in malaysia thailand like this oh, school's gonna funny. try to break the baby shark record so i think it gets broken a lot uh, <laughs> it's very dynamic it's a thing i mean you get a lot of kids at your school and then you do it i guess that's cool that's for the so, ribbon cutting that's anyway, good that's good good job guys congratulations on your guinness book of world records record I, I hope all 800 of you get your names in the book. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. They'd all be psyched. <laughs> Guinness would sell more books. <laughs> I think when I was in elementary school, we had some assembly where we tried to set a world record for something and we failed. <laughs> and I was like, why did we do this? Like, the well, thing wasn't hard. Pizza, I don't remember pizza what it was. wasn't big enough. It wasn't the biggest it wasn't, pizza. It was <laughs> like we all had to hold hands in a chain or something. I don't, I don't, I clearly don't remember what it was, but I was like, it seems like we just would know that like why are we doing this if it's close like like little four-year-old 20 more people yeah maybe like third grade jen is like this seems like it was poorly conceived and not well executed tapping like, her foot with her arms get a whole school of elementary kids excited set a world record think they're gonna get their name in a book and you fail jen's like this is ridiculous <laughs> you guys haven't thought this through have you yeah it sounds like me. i'd be happy to consult on the next attempt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for German word of the week. Oh, it's um drängeln. 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 D R A N G L E N. Drängeln. Drängeln. Oh, E L N. Where are you going? I'm just making sure the safe light guy isn't here to replace our windshield. He wouldn't he call? There's a text that says he's on his way. Oh, well, let's finish this up. What does drängeln mean? It means to push through or to like push past someone like if you're oh, like get the fuck out of my way yeah durchdrängeln you're like oh, muscling through. your way through a crowd or push through yeah drängeln, i like it drängeln but it can also mean pressuring the person in front of you to go faster like it, you can do drängeln this is where i thought of it on the road where you're like yeah. tailgating and flashing your brights and b- putting your blinker yeah that's drängeln that's a good word. That's illegal in Germany. It sh- as it should be. Yeah, here it may be illegal, but no one's ever going to do anything about it. Nice. So drängeln. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to skip and go corner so we can go see if our windshield's going to get fixed. Uh, thank you all for your patience. Thanks it's for your letters. And thanks for sending Ingo letters. Yes, uh, always appreciate it. We'll check the PO box when we're home. And uh, until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't put anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye. Bye.